For 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. And welcome into my house here on President's Day weekend. We had a lot of fun in the 7 o'clock hour talking with our favorite history professor, Dr. David Dean from Grand Canyon University, talking about the history and the stories surrounding the White House. I had no idea. It was uh, a Frenchman who did the layout for the capital. Pierre Lafont. And you said, did you, did you think that was an Irishman? <laughs> well, I never heard of one name or the other. No. Pierre Lafont. And Thank apparently, you. I never knew this, but Mr. Washington and Mr. Lafont did not like each other too much. Mr. Washington thought Mr. Lafont was a little fool of himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what his work prior to then would have been. But if you're coming from a country that has the Notre Dame the Cathedral well, and those types of buildings, and you're an architect of that statue, and you're coming to America where we have a new country and, and few the, the, few yeah. structures in comparison, you know. And the man that could be king refuses to be king. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's so— A it's, clash of personalities. It's so sure. intriguing. Absolutely so intriguing. So we, we had a lot of fun talking about the White House in our 7 o'clock hour. Which brings us to the topic of this hour, well, wait, and it's the remodeling I, history. Yeah, it is. I didn't want to jump over John Jay's segment because, folks, we're going to—in the outdoor living hour, John Jay Harper came in and talked about, folks, you're going to have weeds this year. And if you don't get on top of it right now, you're going to be in a sorry, sorry situation coming the next six months. So get on top of your weeds. Get your tomatoes planted this weekend. I'm, I'm going to stop on the way home. A celebrity tomato plant or two and some bell peppers and, and trim my arugula so it'll all come back for a second cutting. So we prepped you for your outdoor living all last hour and this hour. Knowing... On President's Day weekend, we like to cover the White House. I reached out to some dear friends of Jennifer and mine, a couple that live in Cabin John, Maryland, which is in the Beltway, within the Beltway of Washington, D.C. They have a design-build firm that owns an abandoned fire station that they've turned into their design-build offices in Cabin John, Maryland. The firm's name is Anthony Wilder Design Build. Really a great couple, a great designer, a great home remodeling and custom home building company. And I called Liz and I said, Liz, we're going to talk about the White House this weekend. Have y'all ever done work in the White House? She says, we haven't, but we know people that have. So she gave me the name of floor covering contractors, the window contractor, uh, and the st- structural steel contractor that have all conducted and finished work in the White House and the immediate surrounding property. None of them would come on air and visit with us. They said they were, they actually signed documents that said they could never do that. I could see that. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the stories they told about working in that particular environment. These are hilarious stories. Absolutely hilarious stories. But we're also I, here to talk about your house. 
home castle or cabin. I just had this flash picture scene in my mind when you're talking about the stories of working there. And I, I cannot remember the movie, but um, this, this guy's getting a haircut. And the security, government security, is screening him. And they take away all his haircutting tools. And they only send him in like with a comb and a pair of scissors. And he's like, yeah, I've got to do this mess with only these tools. I mean, are there limits to what kind of tools they're allowed to bring? Like, oh, yeah. Like a nail gun? Yes. Could you, you know. Serious. Could you bring in a nail gun? Or would they see that I've, a threat that you could assassin, you know, I, shooting nails? I've got a couple stories just like that. Okay. All but right. the phones are already loading up. So let's see if we can get to Michael. We've got to reach out to our promotions team out at the Renaissance Festival and find out what's going on out there. But before we do, let's start with the parade of callers that are already lining up. Michael calling from Moon Valley. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. Really good. Good. So um, I'm thinking probably a little bit further into the future than most, and I'm thinking summer right now. So okay. All right. That's okay. I had a... Uh, swamp cooler uh, on the side of my house and uh, it, had, it hadn't been functional for years okay. and uh, I, I removed it and so now there's the shutter part just sitting there yes, on yeah. the hole uh-huh. and inside the attic I, I removed about a four foot section of the duct and okay. capped that off as well so okay. it's all taken care of so my curiosity is is it worth or is it a good idea of putting like an industrial type or agricultural type shutter fan in that hole? To it, it would, thermostat? It, intuitively, you would think so, but it's a horrible thing to do unless you go to the other side of the house and open up an area twice that big to let fresh air in. Because as soon as you start sucking air, hot air, out of the attic, you're creating negative pressure. Now, I know there's no such thing as negative pressure, but you, that's what you're creating. And so to fill that negative pressure, the attic becomes a vacuum, and it starts sucking air from every place it can to make up the air you're sucking out of it. And invariably, that air comes from the recessed can and the junction boxes in your ceiling. You're literally sucking the air conditioning out of your house. So I would tell you, do not ever, and I'm talking to everyone in the state of Arizona below the Mogollon Rim, never, ever use a power fan to suck hot air out of your attic. You can go with a passive system, And just make sure it has lots of fresh air intake so it doesn't suck the air out of your house. But never power ventilate an attic. Never. And it's very easy to think, oh, we'll just get a fan and suck the hot air out. Sure. how, How could that be wrong? But like Rosie said, it sucks not only that hot air out of your home, but it starts sucking the air you've paid to cool from inside the home into the attic. Because if you're pulling air out, you've got to have air come in. I mean, that's just... Um, Law of physics. As I was going to say, <laughs> the, the way... And Michael, 
I can tell you, I've argued this point with roofers and engineers till I'm blue in the face. And finally, the utility companies of Arizona came out and endorsed this position about five years ago. And in test homes that the utility companies had set up, power ventilating the attic in the summer on the desert floor invariably drove the bill and the power consumption up. So don't do it. That's great to know. Awesome. Thank you so much. I just I just saved you a couple hundred bucks this summer, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Bill. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, listen. Here's what I like people to do. When we save y'all money like that, just take a small percentage of what we saved you and uh, send it to Habitat for Humanity. Uh, and, or your local nonprofit of choice. Oh, well, I, I would prefer them to send it to Habitat because my, that's my profit, nonprofit <laughs> of choice. Or St. Vincent de Paul. Either one of those two. But Or any one of the 50 that Sanderson Ford supports. Any, any of those would be fine if you don't have a, a local one of yours. Rosie had mentioned uh, our promotion team, and we've got uh, Gary we're going to get to. We've got Robert we're going to get to on the line at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. But we're going to jump quick to our location, Lance, part of our promotion team, who's in our Sanderson Ford Transit out at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, it's a perfect day out here, guys. I mean, sunny. We got, I mean, at least 100 cars out here already. Tons of free events going on throughout the day. You can get knighted by the queen. There's going to be jousting. They have multiple shows throughout the day. And then, of course, yours truly is here with calendars and coupons for the show. So make sure you come out, stop by, and say hi. It's uh, just he had eastbound on the 60 just past Gold Canyon. will get you here. Are you in costume? Are you are you as a jester uh, or are you in your regular uh, everyday clothes? He's always a jester, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that goes without saying, of course. But no, I'm in my my boring old uh, promotional clothes. I'm I'm looking for a jester hat. I've yet to find one, but the doors haven't opened yet, so there's still hope. Okay, now when I when we come in the office next week, I fully expect when we walk in that you're going to be in full uh, medieval attire. <laughs> uh, uh, well, now now there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I I want the iron helmet on. I want a shield. I want a sword. I mean, we're, we're talking the whole works here. I actually uh, we did see a, a guest come up in a uh, a full Crusaders outfit. <laughs> it was pretty impressive, actually. Nice. Didn't look too comfortable though. <laughs> I will suggest a turkey leg or two too if you're going to the festival. Mm. Food's pretty good there. Oh yeah, they have a plethora of food, but the turkey legs go without saying are the favorites. East. <laughs> All right, so that's out at the Renaissance Festival. Just take I-60 West. You can't miss it. And, hey, uh, you had mentioned you've got the calendars. We also have uh, the last remaining of our 30th anniversary toolkits, Rosie Custom. We spent a lot of time for the 30th anniversary getting American-made tools, having the custom Rosie brand put on it. These are lifetime tools, that, uh, and they're the most practical ones that every homeowner should have in their home. The first uh, kit we sold was to a Maricopa County marshal detective who was buying it for his son. 
who at the time was just a kid. Lifetime tools. American-made lifetime tools. I'll tell you what, if you want another American-made experience and you're in the, in the mindset of getting a new set of wheels, get over to Sanderson Ford and take a look at the 64 acres of vehicle selection they've got out there. And they've got all kind of specials going on right now. I mean, you, you don't even have to drive to Glendale. Uh, I've discovered people all over the state of Arizona that buy their vehicles at Sanderson Ford. They drive by a half a dozen other Ford dealerships, a dozen other car dealerships, just to get to Sanderson for the buying experience that's so professional, so unique, and so classy. And you'll be dealing with the number one Ford dealership in Arizona. Go give it a try. I'm telling you, folks. If you'll ever go buy a car there, you will never buy a car anywhere else. Try them out online, SandersonFord.com. That's a hoot. Get the car delivered. annual renaissance festival in artesian marketplace we got a set of tickets to give away here this is a two-pack for the fair and this is good for any day through the renaissance festival february uh open february through march 29th so you have up until march 29th we'll do this by text and that's to 411923 just text renaissance if you're interested in receiving a pair of tickets it's a 56 dollars value and We'll just pick a random texter at the end of this programming segment and drop these in the mail to you on the way out of the broadcast today. All right. It's all about having fun at Rosie on the House, as well as educating you about your house, home, castle, or cabin to see what we can't do to help you around your estate. We've got Gary from Goodyear and Robert from Peoria we'll get to in just a minute. But we're celebrating this President's Day weekend, the history of of the White House in Washington, D.C. And as I've mentioned, I reached out to good friends of mine who are remodelers within the Beltway, Liz and Anthony Wilder. They gave me the names of some contractors who have performed procedures in the White House. And here's the story of one. Much of the floor in the White House is rift and quarter sawn white American oak. Okay, uh, which is the best cut you can get out of a log. Uh, it's, it's full cut. This isn't engineered flooring. This is a full, you know, three, one inch thick. Uh, it's laid in plank. And, and how old is this install? Well, I don't know the age of it, uh, but this fellow's been re- sanding and refinishing it for about 30 years. So I don't know when it was originally installed. And I guess my point was just the machines that they had available when this was milled. I mean, this is this is old craftsman stuff. This isn't off a modern machine, you know, no. law sawmill, wood plank cutting. And you were asking about tools you're allowed to or not to bring in. Uh, as they're going through the security gate to get in to the White House, all their respirator masks were confiscated. Because those guys that sand and seal floors, when you go put the sealer down, many of them are wearing respirators. But 
They couldn't take the respirator, the, the gas masks in. Should they have some evil plan? Oh. Um, <laughs> and they would use those to escape. So all their gas masks were confiscated. And you would think there'd you know, be a lawsuit waiting to happen at the through uh, the the not EPA but um, OSHA. <laughs> well, he says the most peculiar thing. He said, "Rosie, really, the most peculiar thing about working there is you're under constant surveillance, not just by not just by curiosity seekers, but by fully combat armed people at the wrong move." that are ready to end your life. <laughs> he says, there's a level of intensity working there that's altogether different. He says, I'll give you an example. There was a weekend we were supposed to go in and refinish the floors in the vice president's home. And we're approaching the designated um, access driveway for workers. Unbeknownst to us, the vice president at the time was leaving the property to go to their vacation home. He says, we got about halfway up that driveway, and it's a very slow driveway. They keep you to five miles an hour. He says, and before I knew it, something popped up from the driveway and took the front axle of my car off the ground. (laughs) And we were stopped until the motorcade completely exited the property and in and he says, as soon as I was taken off, as soon as my axle left the ground, I was surrounded. He said, it was unbelievable. And I was there by appointment. <laughs> he said, the second most fun thing that ever happened is the same. Oh, he said, he said that was fun? <laughs> yeah. The, the same vice president had a home on the coast, Rehoboth Beach. He says, and they needed some work done out there. So he had about six contractors all meet him at the vice president's home. And they drove in a motorcade caravan with Secret Service escort Suburbans blaring with lights on going 100 miles an hour from D.C. to Rehoboth Beach. Now, that would have been fun just all by itself. (laughs) So we've got more stories about contractors working in the White House. Do we have time to sneak in one quick call here or not? Let's do it. We'll at least get the question in. Uh, okay. Let's see. Gary's been holding the longest. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Good morning, Gary. Calling from Goodyear. Good morning. Um, a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were here at home. She had one end and I had the other end inside. And uh, we're all of a sudden, we hear this loud crash, boom, inside the house. And uh, I got up. Ran down the hallway only to find Gene saying, what happened? And I said, well, I thought something happened to you. I thought you fell off the ladder or something. You can tell both dogs are are alarmed. So, you know, we looked around the house. Nothing fell over. I walked outside, walked in the street, looked at the roof, thinking maybe something happened to the roof. Everything's intact. All right. Well, hang on. We uh, We started the show this morning talking about how President Truman thought the White House was haunted, we'll come back and, and solve Gary's problem in Goodyear of the haunted act. All the squeakiness. Yeah. I've got your solution, Gary. Hang on, buddy. Along with Robert, and if you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. A beautiful day for a Renaissance festival in the kingdom of Gold Canyon in the village of Fairhaven. The Rosie on the House Gang is... 
on site, so you'll get a chance to see them. There'll be plenty of people roaming the streets, uh, plenty of subjects, I should say, roaming the streets, and also some terrific acts, including Lloyd Robert Chessman, the Royal Falconer. Lord Robert, good morning. Good day to you. This must be an interesting job because the Royal Falconer is a very important position. It is. It's a real hoot, actually. How much of a hoot is it? You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's great for the whole family. And um, it's something that we love to present to everyone. It's a, a, a life that, uh, you know, is long gone, bygone days, as it were. And uh, it's so important that we, uh, we get the message out about Her Majesty's uh, royal kingdom and all of the animals that live in it. Uh, being a royal falconer must have its challenges. How do you become one? Well, you know, to become a royal falconer, um, you know, in, in modern day, actually, it requires um, special permits and licensing and that sort of thing. Uh, and you go through an apprenticeship. The apprenticeship lasts for about two years, and, uh, and you become what's called a general. And then from there, after you've practiced for seven years, you become a master. And uh, this is actually my 25th year here at this festival, and uh, I've actually been doing this type of activity for over 30 years. Fantastic. And it's a terrific act amongst the many acts you'll see at the Arizona Renaissance Festival today. So, Lord Robert, I won't keep you because I know the Falcons are waiting for your performance here. Lord Robert Chessman, Royal Falconer, you'll see him today at the Arizona Renaissance Festival. Have a great day. Bring the whole family and flock to the Renaissance Festival. I do need to go to that sometime. I always... Yeah. I have never been. It's I, fun. It's a lot your, of fun. My favorite bucket. act is Don Juan and Miguel. Champion sword fighters, corniest jokes you've ever heard. <laughs> That's just one of the many. It's 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 so much fun. Bring the kids. You'll Can't even it. get it all done in one day. Out on, out on Route 60 through the end of March. Get out there and enjoy it. Like we've got our promotion team there today. Say it's an absolutely gorgeous day to do it. We've got our favorite places to eat when we're out on the rodeo trail. And when we're in Florence, there's the river bottom. Uh, sure. At that's just great cheeseburgers. So at the end of the day, we go over there, and we're we're we couldn't have timed it better because as we're on our way out, you could tell the festival had closed because a flood of in character actors <laughs> had stormed the place. Wow. <laughs> Got your own private act, did you? <laughs> we did on, <laughs> on the north shore of the Gila River. <laughs> oh, the River Bottom uh, Bar and. And uh, so, cafe. It's a pretty good cheeseburger. It, it, best cheeseburgers, and the water's so clear you can see the bottom of, of the, river. the river. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's right. Well, sounds like a lot of fun, <laughs> but we probably should Gary. get back to it's a the. Joke. Uh, we should probably <laughs> get back to the callers. We have Robert online, yes. but but we had to. Gary was holding to the bottom and had to leave. We only got his question before we had to well, go Well, he, he break. really didn't even give you the question. He, okay. They, they had heard a loud sound. Yes. Um, he had a handyman come out. Okay. And he told him that there was an eight-foot linear crack in the rafter. Okay. And told him he needed to call a roofer. And what say you? He said he'll go by whatever you tell him. I'd be curious if the handyman who went in the attic actually took a picture of what we were dealing with. I'm not thinking you would have a roofer take care of that. But, Gary... If you have a broken member of a truss, a top cord or a bottom cord or even a vertical supporting uh, component, it's fairly simple to fix. We'll just go in the attic with a similar size piece of material, get it bearing at the same points on each end, and bolt the broken member 
to the new member. Sometimes we'll even take two members up and bolt through it. I would not leave a cracked truss in my attic. I would get a carpenter to go up there, and we call this sister up the truss. You get similar materials, join it right next to it, sister up to it, bolt it together, and now you've returned the integrity of that particular unit. It is not a horribly expensive operation. A carpenter with a helper can probably get it done in a morning. It isn't something that's going to take a long amount of time. There isn't a lot of damage. There's not a lot of masking off to do. I would encourage you, you might want to call a Rosie certified roofer serving the Buckeye area and just get the name. Every roofing company has a carpenter familiar with replacing fascia and eave molding and drip molding and just see if their carpenter would be available to come out there and sister up a member to that broken trust cord. I'd get it fixed. So we're there. Let's see if we can jump to Robert calling from Peoria. That opens a line for you at one triple eight. Seven seven six seven forty three forty eight. Robert, you're yes. up. You're up, my friend. Oh, thank you. Am I on the air? You are, buddy. All right. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Listen, I have a I have a small guest house, about one thousand square feet, and I removed all the T eleven on it and replaced it with OSB because I want to, I'm going to have a stucco guy come and stucco it. But what happened is I had to take the electrical panel off. It's a sub panel. I turned the power off at the main panel. Now, the electrician comes out. He says, I don't have to wait to get a stucco. He can put a pan. I don't know what a pan is, but behind the panel, go ahead and install it. And I can have that installed and keep going, keep going with my remodel without waiting for the stucco guy first. Can, can, can that be done? Or, or should I wait for the stucco to be done and then put the electrical panel? Right. And and you've pulled a building permit for this, right? I did not because when I I called I called them I called them on the phone I emailed them and told them what I was doing. They said, "Okay, yeah, we get you get this because I do have an architect." And they said, "Are you changing the footprint?" I said, "No, I'm just I'm just replacing walls. You know, I'm just replacing wow. stuff that's here." And he he said, "Well, you don't need a permit." I was like, "But I want it up to code." So he said, "Well." You could do what you want. He said, you get, you get a permit or, or or you don't. But the electrician, what he described to me, he describes everything up to code. I said, will it be up to code? He said, it will be. Okay. Well. But it was, if the house was built in 71, I'm just trying to upgrade it. Okay. All right. Well, it would surprise me if Peoria didn't require a permit for changing out an electric panel. That's that's a That's a pretty significant electrical project. And the electrician is telling you correctly, you can pan that panel and mount it directly to the OSB and let them stucco around it. And that works, that works fine. Uh, it does eliminate, if you stucco first, then you've got to bore holes through your stucco, get back to the sheathing or the studs and mount the panel to that. So uh, the thing about the pan is it fits really tight to the electrical box and then the stucco, uh, you put your in-screed uh, uh, all the way around that. And then you have a very, very clean joint between the pan and your screed to caulk. It gives you a very nice finish detail. But I couldn't encourage you enough. Check back with City of Peoria and say, look, I'm changing a service electric panel. Are you sure you don't want to see a permit? 
because generally the utility company uh, I was that's going to say, <laughs> that's gonna pull the meter socket and put the meter socket back in won't even won't even come out to the house to plug this, the meter socket back in unless they know it's been final approved by the city, in my experience. Yeah, I, I was going to say the exact same thing. As if he might say that now, but that's going to hold up the project when the utility companies come out because the electricians don't shut off the power. And if you're replacing, they can't. If you're replacing the entire panel and you're getting a new meter, you know, that's the utility company gets involved there. So then you'll have to stop the project, go back to the city, get your permit, then reschedule it. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I'd like to know if they seriously are not just so I could know that, but that would really surprise me. And well, that's one of those towns, I won't rename it, but you know, you often give Tempe a hard time for being bad with permits. This Peoria's got a horrible reputation for permit process ease as well. I don't operate in that part of town, so I don't know, but we have been asked to do a couple jobs in Tempe, and it's, it's, it's the hardest city to deal with of all the ones we do ordinarily <laughs> deal with. I will tell you that. <clears throat> that's going to be a few phone calls on Monday. Um, we're talking about White House here on this President's Day weekend, and uh, I had the opportunity to visit with several contractors in the D.C. area that have experience working at the White House, and what kind of security clearance does it take? Uh, as, the, as the air conditioning company owner, you're not the only one that has to get security clearance. Everybody that sets foot on that property has to get security clearance. And one of the guys I talked to said, Rosie, it's not really as big a deal as you might think. He says, the first time I ever had to go on the property, I had to give my name, date of birth, social security number, and I was given a release in a day. I got my security clearance to work in the White House after a day. I thought, well, that that is a little bit less strenuous than I would have suspected. I would have thought it would be background checks and and everything else. Um, he How? says it, it's run by the National Park Service. Oh, the White House, because it is a, yeah. it is a national museum. Interesting, but I, my thought was, um, and and it's it's a scary one. At that level, going to the White House when you go there and uh, give them your name and number, how much data do you think they have on you? Uh, probably more than probably. <laughs> they probably know they probably know what what bills you have outstanding right now. Hey, by the way, uh, you're cleared for security. Just a reminder: your electric bill is due in three days. Well, he he was talking about a particular secure installation that he had to do one time right in the in the lit private living quarters of the White House. This particular task that he had to do. And he'd worked at the White House before but had never gone into the private living quarters. He'd been in the, you know, some of the administrative rooms and offices and meeting rooms and stuff. And he says, Rosie, um, at that point, you have to go through another level. And there's this room you have to go through. And there are armed guards. And when they say, please prepare for the BCS. BCS. Mm -hmm. This isn't college football. Mm -mm. No. He says, that's when you know 
to turn around and send somebody else. Body cavity search. Ooh. <laughs> so I really don't think I need That's not the bowl championship the series. <laughs> that's he says when he says it's kind of the joke that when that when they call you and ask you, you just ask them, well, does this, does this work include a BCS or not? Then that will tell me whether I'm available to come out and perform the work or not. Well, if you get through that, you win a championship. That's the yeah. <laughs> He was talking. There, there might be like a $10 million premium on the job <laughs> added to that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he talked about employees just veering one hall off or opening one office door before the designated office for repairs and literally employees of his being tackled one false step i guess you're just monitored and regulated every single step come to think of it bcs is kind of appropriate now i guess. tackled in the white house well he claims that this is a true story that a mechanical contractor who was on the, the roof of a building adjacent to the White House. And I've been there. I mean, adjacent to the White House. Isn't real close. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't physically jump or. He, no, 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 no. But he was on the roof making some repairs that apparently people hadn't gotten the appropriate. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But he claims that in carrying some material, he tripped and fell down. And when he stood up, he looked down to pick everything up, and there were three laser targets on his chest. So if that's all he could see, how many more do you think were oh, really yeah. there? <laughs> man, oh, man. You were talking about BCSs? Yes. Last time I was in D.C., a new museum had opened up, and it was the Spy Museum. Yes. And they had a tool that the inside of it, once you opened the tool, was all types of different devices you could use to pick handcuffs or cut ropes or zip ties, whatever, you know, were used to be restraining. Where you carry that on your body, I'll leave to your imagination. But if you picture your hands tied behind your back, where would you that's retrieve this silver that's, tube from? That's all I want to know. <laughs> the spy museum. Where else would you? Where else could you see something like that? Well, one of the contractors I was able to talk to that actually has been doing work. Not only at the White House, but at Camp David and many of the vice president's second homes and their personal residences, not to, not to count the Blair House or the vice president residence on the naval base, was the Pella factory service representative. He said virtually all of those buildings are Pella. He says, I've been at every one of them. So I was tickled about that. But he said, look, the, the dealership for this area has just recently changed hands after 60 years. And new ownership 
won't let me tell you anything because they're too new to the position. They don't know. They're getting to know all the rules. But it was cool that Pella is being used in in the majority of all those instances. So hats off to Pella. Viewed to be the best isn't just a viewed, saying. Viewed to be the best. <laughs> it's a fact. Let's see if we can quick grab Greg and Scottsdale take care of his call for top of the hour. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, guys. Yeah, quick question. We have um, our front doors have a little, uh, you know, window viewing panel in each of the two doors. Rosie, I'm sure you you probably know the neighborhood. They have uh, like these stained glass little tulip designs in okay. every house in the neighborhood. Okay. So we're looking to replace those, upgrade those. Um, so I'm wondering, who do we, who, what kind of contractor do we go to? You know, what what's involved? What kind of price should we be looking at? My wife has made a couple calls, and we've got one person who won't come out to look at it for less than 50 bucks, yeah. and one person who came out, and uh, it's looking like it's going to be $400. And that's to um, replace the glass panels, not the doors. Correct. The little, yeah. Just a little 6-inch by you know 15-inch high stained glass-looking yeah. view holes. That price for the estimate, 50 bucks, and the price for the glass, 400 bucks, both sound very reasonable to me. Um, I would tell you that uh, we've got Rosie certified ABC Glass that services the Scottsdale area, and their number is 602-971-3440. But I will also tell you this. Just yesterday, I had a client who we're remodeling for in Carefree, and I met her at Scottsdale Custom uh, Building Supply on Redfield in Scottsdale Airport. And we picked out fiberglass, glass panel, front doors. And I would tell you before you spent 400 on glass, get over to Scottsdale Custom, walk in the door. You can call and, and ask for Bill Yoder if you'd like. To, uh, and, and you and your wife just go look at what's available as far as increased security, increased maintenance-free, increased uh, insulation, and by way of an all-new door. But just go take a look. But also get ABC Glass out there and see if you can just Give see. you two options. Yeah, give you two very good options. I'm actually working with Dennis right now. I have two glass needs. Um, At ABC Glass? Yeah. Okay. For the listener out there, be aware that... A dual pane sliding patio door is not impervious to a BB at at, at least thirty feet. Or, or a weed longer. or a weed eater either, <laughs> that's for sure. We we've we've discovered both those. Yes, you're right. And then the orchard and Amanda says comes out and says, There's a really loud pop and uh we've got this uh this this door that's that's shattered. Uh-huh. BB at 30 yards. <laughs> there you go. Who shot the BB? That's <laughs> I'm uh, so looking at you now, man. All right. So I was trying to hit the cat. I'm sorry. I was just trying to wake up the cat. Hey, y'all, stay tuned for another hour of Rosie on the House. And we'll be focusing a little bit on water purity. There's a lot of bad information out there about what to or what not to do with your water. 
We'll be straightening that all up, as well as answering your questions here at Rosie on the House when we get back for another action-packed, information-boosted hour of Rosie on the House. 